High Limit is here and we'll get into what was good and what was not so good from the opening night of racing. Let's go. It's Wednesday, April 12th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The High Limit Sprint Car Series is officially off and running for 2023 with last night's season opener at Lakeside Speedway in the books. I want to look today at the event from kind of two different perspectives. We'll talk about the racing for sure, but I also want to get into the event itself. And we'll start first with the action track. I thought it was a really good night of racing. Lakeside was in good shape. We had multiple racing lines by the feature. And you knew it was probably a good night for passing when the hard charger goes 22nd to 2nd. Gio Selzy started ninth on the night, was able to work his way to the front, and with a little help from the choose cone, uh, and when Rico Abreu had a flat tire late while leading, Gio was in the right spot to capitalize. He charged away on a re, uh, late restart after a caution was thrown right before he was going to take the checker. He scored the $50,000 win, which is easily the biggest of his career. I certainly did not have Gio high on my list of win chance guys last night. He hasn't had a super great start to his rookie season with the Outlaws, and he had just a single half-mile top 10 this season through nine starts uh, between Volusia and Devil's Bowl. But the KCP 18 was fast last night. Of the differing format things the High Limit Series has in place, the dice roll did not come into effect last night. Both Tyler Courtney and Donnie Schatz refused the chance to slide backwards for more possible cash after the dash. Feels like the dice roll deal kind of might not come into play often all season. Uh, I feel like the uh, you know the the rewards for sliding back are probably not worth the uh, you know the chances that you're going to take because you basically have to win to get that extra cash. I don't know how often that's going to get used this season. The bit that definitely had an effect though was the choose cone. Gio was able to move forward a few different times thanks to lane choices, and Macedo mentioned post race it helped him as well. It mixed things up for those restarts and the very quick strategy choices. I think will add a nice wrinkle all season. Behind the uh, win, Macedo went 22nd to second after having damage in his heat race and needing to transfer in through the B main. And Courtney finished third after starting on the pole and leading early on. The guy who looked like he was going to win yet again this season was Rico Abreu, who was driving away with five to go, but a flat tire ended his chance at the victory. That 24 car is going to win a bunch of races this season. They just keep showing up fast. I think it was also a bummer that Austin McCarl had problems in the final laps as he was fast as well, even challenged Gio for the lead at one point. I think Brett Marks was surprisingly quiet last night. He needed a B-main transfer as well and then was out early with what sounded like engine issues. Races like last night usually are right in his wheelhouse. Some other guys with tough nights included Aaron Reitzel, Ryan Timms, and Bill Baylog. Oh, those guys didn't make it out of the C-main. And Zeb Wise, Sheldon Hunshield, Hunter Schoenberg, Cole Macedo, and Casey Kane were done after the B. Chase Randall, Bowman, uh, Alex Bowman, and Schoenberg did use provisionals to start the main event. So the racing was good, about what you would expect from a deep field uh, of sprint cars on a good racetrack. As for the event around the racing, it honestly felt a little flat watching it at home. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about this as a comparison between the, you know, the Flow Racing Night in America series for the late models. Uh, and what we have last night. And I don't know why, but my expectations for this sprint car deal, the high limit deal, are just way higher than they are for the late model thing. And I don't know if that's just because there's so much late model racing and that thing just kind of feels like it's just filling space during the week. This doesn't feel like that. And I'm probably going to catch hell for saying so, but I was kind of hoping this was going to be more of a spectacle. It looked like they had a good crowd. 
Uh, that's great. That's what they're going to need going forward to keep this thing going and to keep it successful. But there's no high limit branding anywhere, no sponsor banners. There's no real specialness to the event. Nothing we haven't seen before. And I was left wanting more after this thing. I know some had issues with flow racing through the night and those things obviously need to be cleared up. I also would have liked some more energy from Vince Welch in the booth. I know it was his first sprint car race on the mic. There's definitely work to be done with name pronunciations and recognizing which car is which on track. It felt like he was still kind of in NASCAR mode, thinking there was like 500 miles of racing to chat, but things happen so much faster at these events. There were times through the night that Dylan Welch was trying to carry things and fill gaps, but hopefully things with Vince will get better as we go. I just feel like if the series is going to boast about a quote, new era of sprint cars and sell us on something different than we see usually, I want that to manifest itself at the event and turn into tangible things that we can actually see and feel. If I'm advising Brad Sweet today on his first night of the season, the program went well. I think the racing was great. There, uh, you know, the the everything moved along. I like that they moved the sprint car feature ahead of the modifieds. I, you know, I do wonder if maybe we don't need a second division uh, on these uh, midweek deals. And there are some things to clean up, but I challenge him going forward on creating a bigger experience outside of heavier purses for the drivers and these being midweek races. High limit shows should feel like their own thing, and last night didn't really give me that. These guys have an opportunity, I think, to build something special here, but there's work to be done going forward. Drop your comments below. Let me know what your thoughts are on the first big high limit event. Before we move on, I did want to update everyone on Jake Newman. Jake crashed in hot laps last night at Lakeside and was transported to a local hospital. He spun into turn three and hit the wall driver's side first. Never a good thing. I'm guessing something broke uh, on that car because you don't normally see cars spin that direction. It was reported that he was alert and moving his extremities afterwards. He spent the night in the ICU uh, and this morning on his Facebook page, his family posted that uh, his CT scans looked good and that doctors think he's going to be okay. That's definitely great to hear. Uh, We hope he has a speedy recovery. Last night with the new XR Working Man Series, Chris Madden kicked off a big week at Volunteer Speedway with the $10,000 score. He topped pole sitter Dale McDowell and Kyle Bronson. Smokey started second and led the final 13 laps around Bulls Gap to earn the win. As I uh, said yesterday on uh, yesterday's show, I kind of expected they would be in the mid-20s for car count, and that ended up being true. They had 26 last night. With $100,000 uh, on the line there Saturday night, I guess that number uh, would probably grow substantially by the weekend. Volunteer Speedway is quiet today and tomorrow with the XR Super Series action getting started on Friday. Endure Racing Podcast Land this week, Wing Nation has Rico Abreu, Barry Marlowe, and Shane Stewart. Forward Bite has Mike Wallace. Ohio Dirt has Chris Andrews. Quick Time has John McCoy. Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has James Turnbull. All Gas No Breaks has a few episodes, including one uh, with Scott Bloomquist. Hoagie's Garage has Dusty Zomer, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, and Dirt Track Confessions. To see all the shows, all the episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And there are four shows today on the streaming schedule. Dirt Vision has weekly micros from Millbridge and Dirt Vision. Now Flow Racing has late models and modifieds from Delaware plus Flow 24-7. Uh, this one from uh, Delaware, again, tried to trick us with the way it's listed on the Flow website, but it is there. I got it. So uh, check that one out tonight if you want to watch. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>